guys, welcome back to the show. Today is going to be a little bit different. We've been mixing it up around here quite a bit lately, but in this episode, we're going to be talking about why I am severing all ties with the company Patreon and what my videos are going to look like going forward because things are going to be things are going to be pretty different around here. So to start off that conversation, I would just like to begin by saying that overall, social media platforms and all of the sites really that have been created to support creators and enable people to get their voices out there, those those have been good things for society. Thanks to social media, almost three years ago now, I was able to start posting videos about topics that really spoke to me and things that I cared about. And I was able to engage in conversations with other people who were similarly concerned with how things are going. And going beyond myself here, without social media, independent media would not be the huge challenge to establishment publications that they are today. Because of social media, and whether you agree with them personally or not, groups like the Young Turks and Infowars and Breitbart and Think Progress are now part of the conversation. And I'm someone who really does believe that when it comes to the public discourse, the more voices, the more perspectives, the better. However, and this is where things get a little bit complicated, it is totally correct and not at all hyperbolic to say that the vast majority of social media sites and big tech platforms are against conservative ideas and are trying their hardest or at least taking steps to ensure that those ideas are censored. And whenever I mention that, I always get people who say that I'm either playing the victim or being paranoid, but those are just the facts. That's really not deniable at this point. We've seen it on Facebook, where former employees have told us that they manipulate which news stories get featured and which ones don't. And if you're a conservative outlet or you're pushing a story that favors a conservative narrative, well, then that's just too bad. And that's not even to mention the recent Project Veritas leaks that we did an entire video about, where it was revealed that Facebook was actively throttling views of conservative commentators like Steven Crowder and Mike Cernovich and labeling videos like my own as troll behavior. And we've definitely seen it on Twitter, where right-wing people like Milo Yiannopoulos and Alex Jones, Laura Loomer, and even centrists like Sargon of Akkad have been banned, while lefty verified check marks continue to spew anti-white hatred without any consequences whatsoever. And perhaps even most sadly to me, YouTube, the platform that I got my start on, in January announced that it would be altering its algorithm to stop featuring or suggesting conspiracy or extremist videos. Which in and of itself doesn't really sound that bad, but it seems like the label of extremist or conspiracy theory might be a heck of a lot broader than we originally thought. I am so done giving big tech platforms the benefit of the doubt, especially when they themselves are on the record as saying that they are taking steps to make sure that extremists or conspiracy videos, no, no clarification on what exactly those terms mean, they admit they're trying to stop that kind of content from spreading. And that brings us to Patreon, and Patreon is kind of a different beast than YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. It's not really a social media site in the same way. I mean, sure, on Patreon you are able to browse through creators and connect with different artists or different commentators and check out their work, but overall it, it's more of a crowdfunding site 
than a social media site. And because Patreon service actually does involve things like charging people, dealing with credit card information, and payment processing, it does make sense to me, at least, that their terms of service and enforcement would be stricter than something like Twitter, where it's just a bunch of people typing angrily about the news of the day that outrages them. However, even giving them that extra leniency with saying, hey, you can have your own terms of service and you don't need to be a total free speech platform, it seems like Patreon has still managed to crush any trust that its users or creators used to have in it. In case you missed it, here's some clips from a previous video we did detailing Patreon's ideological bias. Jack describes this as if there's somehow an objective way to qualify if creators have violated company policy, but as objective as he's trying to make out the process, Patreon's terms of use are extremely vague, even in the extended version. So much so that there's actually this clause that says, and I quote, these guidelines are not meant to be exhaustive. If you find a new and creative way to hurt Patreon or our users, we may take action to prevent it. So essentially, even if your behavior is in full compliance with Patreon's rules, you can still get whacked with the ban hammer if you rub them the wrong way. Things were clarified a bit for us thanks to the great work of Matt Christensen. He had a call with Jacqueline Hart of Patreon's trust and safety department, and he was asked to not record the conversation, but he did transcribe it. Here's what Matt had to say about the important things he learned from that call. In terms of content, there were three topics I wanted to cover with this conversation. My personal circumstances with Patreon, the standard that was enforced against Sargon, and the process used to enforce that standard. Each of these segments of the discussion had significant revelations, but none more significant to me than three primary ones. First, that explicitly, by Jacqueline's description, Patreon is not a free speech platform. Second, that explicitly, by Jacqueline's description, Patreon is not a free market. And third, explicitly, by Jacqueline's description, rules enforcement on Patreon is subjective. So over the past two to three months, people, both creators and patrons alike, have really been just fleeing the site saying, I don't feel comfortable financially supporting Patreon when they clearly have such a strong bias against my political opinions. Peterson left, Harris left, Rubin left, and I personally at least lost a ton of my pledges. And you know what? I didn't I didn't blame those people for walking because I didn't want to support them either. But as someone who is nowhere near as big as the Petersons or the Harrises of the world and smaller creators than me would feel this even more, I was kind of left with the feeling of not knowing where to go or what to do. And I feel like now is maybe a good time to talk a bit about exactly how my videos are made because I feel like that's something I've never really explained to you guys and there may be a bit of confusion surrounding that. These uncensored videos that you guys have been watching for over a year now, they are made for CRTV, which is now Blaze TV, but they're not made by CRTV, which is now Blaze TV. These videos are made by the Roaming Millennial team and we are up here in Canada, kind of away from it all where it is just way too cold still, even though it's March. My YouTube video started off as a one-woman operation, literally just me and my laptop. But as they got a bit more popular and things therefore also got a bit more busy, I had to bring in help, as a lot of content creators do. So back when I was just a YouTuber, Liam, who you guys have met, started off by helping edit my videos and eventually also helping doing some research for the show. And we managed like that for a while, but then the videos ended up getting even more popular and eventually 
we launched our own show with CRTV, which was awesome. And the way that partnership has worked is that they have helped us so much with upgrading just our entire setup that we have here, which you will clearly recognize if you've seen any of my older videos. I mean, compare my set and equipment with what they used to look like, with what they are now, and it's like moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Seriously, our production quality has gotten so much better since we joined CRTV, now Blaze TV, and I am so grateful for them for all of the help and support they provided with that and all the help and support they continue to provide because if we ever have any questions about how to do anything or we need some ideas about the best way for camera angles or how this equipment works, or whatever, they are there as a resource and we are so thankful thankful for that. But our roaming millennial team, which now also includes two other part-time editors, it's always been us who's writing the content and shooting the content and editing the content. And I think a lot of people haven't realized that, that even though this show has gotten bigger and I hope better, it's it's always been me. And Blaze TV is really special like that. You don't, you don't just have these networks that invest so much in their show hosts and let them say whatever they want for better or worse. That just doesn't happen in the entertainment industry. I mean, I've been on bigger shows and bigger networks and when it comes to those guys, they want to know what you're going to say before you say it. They want your talking points beforehand so they can screen them, which, you know, it's fine. I understand it's scary letting someone you don't know on their show, but still the amount of freedom that we have with Blaze TV, it's just, it's unparalleled. So anyway, the situation that we were in last December when everything with Patreon started hitting the fan is like, okay, we don't want to support Patreon. They only get, I think, 5% of everything they process, but still that that is 5% too much. We don't want to help support a business that seems to hate us so, so much. And incidentally, in December, it was also around the time that CRTV's merger with The Blaze to become Blaze TV was announced. I was hearing from a lot of you guys that you were concerned concerned with how this was going to change my videos because it's it's no secret that on blaze tv there are people who don't necessarily share the same opinions that i do even though we both may fall under the umbrella of conservatism but you know what from from everything i've experienced with them so far that's okay and that's that's kind of a strength i've seen with them now obviously and i feel like i, I need to say this because people are going to ask there are things that go into whether working relationships pan out or don't pan out that exist other than someone's political opinions and commentary. In commentary, like any other industry, sometimes relationships between organizations and individuals just don't work out. And it's unfortunate, but that's just how it is. And I feel like since the Blaze TV merger happened, a lot of people have been running their mouths and speculating on things that they don't actually have any information about. So that's just, that's what I'm gonna say about that and we're moving on. But anyway, since December, the people at Blaze TV and I have been trying to figure out what what do we do in this situation? Because the whole idea between the CRTV Blaze merger was that as conservatives, we are stronger together. And that is, is so true. And as a conservative commentator, what I have learned over the past almost three years is that when you find someone or a group that actually supports you, that not only doesn't try to stifle you or just merely lets you exist, but actually props you up, you have to lean into that. Because guys, it is so hard to do this alone. I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like if I 
was literally just me again, like at the beginning, between planning out all the content, shooting and editing it, and then trying to actually get it out there when YouTube is trying to demonetize and maybe flag or stifle your videos when Facebook is calling you a troll. It's, it's exhausting. And to be clear, I totally do not blame creators who are still staying on Patreon because, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we've got to eat. You can try to be as ideologically committed to the culture war as you want, but that doesn't put food on the table. So, like, totally no ill will toward people who are remaining on the platform. But for me, I'm done. Right now, the campaign on my page is paused. I'm going to do one more Google Hangout group call thing with my patrons just to say thank you and talk a bit about what's going to happen going forward. Um, but I am officially out with with Patreon. We're we're done. And for anyone wondering, well, what are you going to do instead of Patreon? Well, like I said, I am leaning in to the people who do support me and who do want to help me spread my message across. If you do want to support me and the rest of our team who make these videos possible, who do all of the editing and the little inserts that are all uniform and who fix the audio levels because my voice goes up and down a lot because I get too excited, then you go over to blazetv.com forward slash roaming and you subscribe there. You can use the code roaming to save money on your annual subscription. Going forward, Blaze TV is going to be the only crowdfunding slash subscription service, whatever you want to call it, that I will be using. If you like the show, you support the show, and you have a few extra dollars per month that you want to chip in to help out, then that's how you do it. But those changes aren't the only ones that are happening with me and Blaze TV because as it so happens, this is also the last episode of Uncensored that will ever air. Like, ever. And it's kind of sad because Uncensored is my baby. It's the first show I've ever worked on developing and we've done such good work on it. But at the same time, it's it's time to end it because we think we can do better. Right now, if you're familiar with how the show works, I make three episodes per week, but only one of those is mirrored onto YouTube and Facebook. The other two are behind Blaze TV's paywall. But the folks at Blaze and I agree that that's just not good enough. And if we want to actually reach new people and engage with people who maybe have never heard of conservative ideas before, then we need to get our message out there for everyone to see. Starting from right now, every single video I make is going to be out for everybody to see. And props to Blaze TV for this because they are a company that has traditionally relied on the idea of subscriptions. And if you want to watch, you got to pay, but they are taking a huge leap of faith here in believing in this kind of content and wanting it to reach a wider audience than ever before. So if you support this vision and you do have the means, then you go and you do subscribe. Again, that's blazetv.com forward slash roaming. But if you don't, then the way you help us out is you continue to watch these videos. You like, you comment, you subscribe, and most importantly, you share. Because really, that's how people find these videos. You know, Facebook and YouTube, they sure as heck ain't recommending them. So if you want more people to see these, then you gotta help us get these videos out there. Social media may be trying to get rid of us, but we're not going anywhere. And in fact, we're actually increasing our presence here. And this new show we are launching under this strategy is called Pseudo Intellectual. You know, I get called that at least every other day on social media by people who don't like me and who are trying to dismiss my opinions. And I guess I just I grew to like it. And what's also exciting is that Pseudo Intellectual will have an hour-long live show that broadcasts every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. For so long, I've just been dying to get into live shows and longer formats, and this is just the perfect way to do that. The first episode of that airs this Wednesday, March 13th, on my YouTube channel. That's under Lauren Chan, and I... 
I just cannot wait for it. I hope to see all of you guys there in the live chat. We will be trying to make this show as interactive as possible. And I've just really got to say thank you to everybody who does support this content because we wouldn't be able to make these videos if no one was watching them. And I just, I'm always so grateful that you guys actually are. It means the world, seriously. So that's it for this video. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you live at 8 p.m. Eastern. Till next time.